0: My god by jerry paper who i describe as a extremely uh not cool geek version of mac DeMarco.
1: yeah i got a little toro emboah ariel pink vibe out of the music selections but he, that's pretty close yes
0: yeah. yes um and uh his uh lyrics are great i really like uh, when i cross through those pearly gates i'll toss all of my paychecks at the feet of my god and when i melt with the holy mind they'll add my net worth to the checking account of my god <laughs> that's funny Excellent. have you
1: seen the have you seen the video for this song i have not i just watched the first uh minute and a half of it um definitely some bold wardrobe choices i'll just leave it at that and uh it's enjoyable delightful it.
0: delightful yeah um, Paul. Uh, I have uh, a dumb, dumbass trivia game for you. Uh, uh-huh. That I thought of, um, and I think uh, whether you get it right or these answers right or wrong, uh, you'll be annoyed. Um, uh-huh. Which why I'll be. I can't I wait. I call it uh, the Spotify guessing game. You know, um, go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and say fuck you before we even start. Okay, <laughs> I call it the Spotify guessing game where I look at. Um, bands and artists we like uh what their most popular songs on oh. spotify are um <laughs> and we're gonna see um wh- whether you can guess them or not for some of them i kind of set up some parameters um, i have a
1: very low opinion of the public's taste so i i bet i can do it
0: yes um with the, the caveat and i think we'll get into that with some of these that spotify uh it does show the actual view like listen count so i think that um you can figure out what's the most listened unless for some reason the but the algorithm has like pushed it out of the top 10 for like uh, all the most recently popular songs that doesn't seem to be the case anyway um modest mouse uh i'm sure you can guess what their uh number one song is on spotify yeah
1: it's it's got to be float on or whatever the title absolutely track
0: from, yeah um, so their top 10 is riddled with late period modest mouse since that's no when question. the The rabble discovered them. Paul, what's the top, <laughs> um, classic modest mouse song on oh. Spotify.
1: See, that's a good question because I don't think fucking anybody knew about them. Uh, before that, um, I might go with, uh, uh, uh the second track from the moon in Antarctica, just because that one was in an ad for Volkswagen. I think, um, Uh, gravity ruins everything
0: gravity rides everything paul that was a paul i commend you um that is that is the second that is number Ah. two um fantastic song i love that it gets recognition Um, great song uh but the number one song is uh drama mean uh the first track from uh this is a long drive for blah 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 um And Great choice. I yeah, and I actually like looked into why it was their top track, and uh, it was a matter of some debate. Uh, but apparently, like among Modest Mouse fans who've also <laughs> noticed this, but apparently, it's a um, gateway drug to the band, and a lot of people kind of listen to that and then get into Modest Mouse.
1: I would I would totally believe that. I mean, yeah. that song pops into my head
0: all the time. Yes, uh, um, especially when I'm driving yes Pol- polar opposites was the drama mean for me but uh and for me thanks to you yes um okay uh let's go straight forward death cab what's the number one song
1: oh it's got to be something i've never even heard from at transatlanticism or after i don't i don't even know any of their songs from that period
0: ah uh, i will. i will follow you into the dark yeah there yeah you go. yeah yeah okay i do know that song um, but yes. what what album is that song even from i've just plans which is a okay. one after transatlanticism there you go um and ben, it's, it's not a bad song right yes to, i have to admit yeah. yes um and ben gibber is kind of like i read that he you know he's just, just sort of a like a throwaway demo style song and that he yeah. was like of course this is our most popular yeah. song I feel like it was on a soundtrack or something. I think I think it was on like everyone's mixtape for yeah, <laughs> uh, several years. Um, yeah, I
1: mean, and s- at seventeen, I would have definitely, uh, absolutely, thought about girls who didn't give a shit
0: about me while listening to it a lot. <laughs> um, uh, Radiohead. Uh, uh-huh. What is what do you think is the number one?
1: I mean, so creep would be a fairly obvious choice, but I'm not going there. I'm going to say uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the more sort of uh, lugubrious uh, tone some of these have taken and go with uh, fake plastic trees.
0: I love fake plastic trees as a guess here, uh, but unfortunately, this is the obvious game, and oh, okay. uh, you should go with Creep. 300 <laughs> million listens scrabbled on Spotify uh, versus I, Karma Police number two with 128. Okay, that was another strong contender. I should have just said creep, you're right. Yeah, I would have guessed Karma Police, actually. I, I kind of feel like that's um I I feel like that's a broader hit, but I guess creep is on literally every single like nineties play like rock playlist. So Yeah.
1: And Prince covered it a few years ago, so that probably brought it into the this like at Coachella or something, so that, you know, brought it back into consciousness. Yeah. So
0: Yes. Um uh let's go with uh, another easy one built to spell oh uh um, maps cars whatever the name of that song is <laughs> car just car car, car yeah <laughs> um wow i love car not in the top 10 it's uh really okay. uh carry that the to Z- me
1: is like their most pop song it's but, carry uh, the zero which okay. is
0: of course their best song and yeah that's that's the correct as, choice as discussed um all right let's let's make this a little more interesting okay. um uh what is um on the smashing pumpkins uh-huh. Spotify top 10 what is the first non album uh not non track that is not from either melancholy or siamese dream huh okay um is it po- uh, landslide um man that that is a good guess and actually that's what i would have guessed as well um but the answer is drown whoa yeah is
1: the is the singles soundtrack that powerful
0: to this day i guess it is i think people love that song i mean i do
1: it's a great song yeah um that's funny i i guess landslide because uh my mom heard a cover heard that song finally and uh that was what made her say, like, oh, I guess the Smashing Pumpkins aren't evil because she actually liked it. So, um,
0: if um, my mom likes it, it has a chance. To <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> keeping with our favorites uh, from our high school years, uh, Weezer. Um, uh-huh. What is their number one song with 178 million? Beverly Hills. Uh, no. no. We no, Are no. All on Drugs. No. <laughs> Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly. I was being no, too cynical here. No, <laughs> okay. no. See, I wouldn't have guessed this. It's Island in the Sun. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. That's is, it's very catchy. You can play it for the kids. Makes yeah, sense. yeah. It's one of the lamest choices possible. Um, uh, <laughs> but with respect, that the number two song and their only other song over a hundred million is "Say It Ain't So." Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Hey. Well done, everybody. Yeah, real good job, good job. Um, and of course, their trending track is Africa. Um, we'll get into <laughs> that um paul you're uh uh what a man near and dear to your heart aphex twin uh mm-hmm. what's number one on his list with 75 million listens
1: i mean i would be pretty surprised if it weren't window Wicker. but mm. it could be boy girl song
0: you just didn't think uh drooling mass is enough uh it's avril 14th
1: Oh, oh, oh. I yeah. definitely should have known that just because yeah. it was on the uh the the uh Marie Antoinette soundtrack. Yeah, and, and,
0: it, and then sampled by Kanye. Yes, so that's <laughs> uh, that's what got it. And uh number 2 is the final track from Cyro, uh, which is like kind of wow. very similar to Avril 14th, like just straight up piano. Yeah. Um huh. so I
1: guess I guess that makes sense. I mean, th- that's the one thing that's really not going to put anybody off. From yes his catalog and they are super beautiful songs so, people
0: love yeah. his ambient shit um, yeah uh Paul what's outcasts uh, top three songs on Spotify okay um <laughs> uh, so hey ya uh,
1: I mean, don't don't correct me until I get them all wrong mm-hmm. um hey ya uh sorry miss Jackson mm-hmm. um uh <sighs> there're probably a million choices for this last one.
0: Can I say um, can I say you've got you got to okay. And the last um, one is harder.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Um I mean uh, it's possible it's I like the way you move, but I don't I'm not going to go with that one. Mm-hmm. Um uh it should be um god, yeah, I'm so bad with song names. <laughs> this is the real lesson of this uh of this thing uh the the track uh if you like fish and grits and all the pimp shit from from 80 but i'm probably wrong about that too that's my yes. guess though.
0: um uh no uh it is roses um also uh, from the love below oh yeah which that i was think, pretty popular yeah i think that speaks to the popularity of that album um yeah uh, but I, I was still surprised. Um, and I guess that's the only like proper outcast song from that album, which has both of them on it. So it still um, doesn't feel like a real outcast song. It, it's more of a funk jam than a rap song. It right? doesn't, but I just mean that they're both rapping on it. Like yeah. they both have like proper verses. Um, um, and then the way you move is fourth. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I, I want to give you the operative player's choice. Do you have one you want to guess? Can you think of another band? Oh, another band
1: to guess? Okay, yeah, uh, this is on the spot. Um, it, I should go with somebody who at least has some popularity. Um, shit, what's another band <laughs> that we like that's spot Oh, uh, Kendrick. I'll guess Kendrick.
0: Okay, I actually looked this one up, so I know it. Okay.
1: Um, I his most popular single might still be Swimming Pools.
0: Yeah, uh, so uh, the the thing with Kendrick is where I think we might get he might be too popular, um, so I'm not sure that we can actually see, uh, like how many times "Swimming Pool" has been played compared to the most recent stuff. Um, uh, okay. But uh, his number one song is "Humble," which is approaching oh. one billion listens.
1: <laughs> wow, I mean, people love those trap beats, so mm-hmm. there you go.
0: Which is crazy, Um, but nothing from um, uh, Good Kid, Mad City is on there, so that that makes me a little skeptical. Um,
1: Yeah, that's interesting. uh, I mean, he wasn't—he was popular and well acclaimed, but I mean, it really—I didn't start having random conversations about him until this past album, really.
0: um, Okay, so we have we have uh, two. Two two questions left. Uh, I've not okay. been keeping score. I have no idea how you're doing. Um, <laughs> uh, and only one of this is this last one. This is the final final Jeopardy. Um, uh, can you name uh-huh. um, one artist um, that's in the uh, Spotify's top ten most listened to tracks in the U.S. today? Like these are the, these are the what people in the U.S. listen to the most today. Can you name one artist?
1: uh i mean i would think i could uh <laughs> will I mean, you <laughs> <laughs> i mean okay uh let me pick between these three my my it's so the, these are the top 10 tracks and i have to name the one of the artists so i have to or these are the artists overall with all of their work
0: no it's like these are these are you have to this is the tracks so okay. one of the, the artists that did one of the top 10 tracks i'm going with ed Sheeran. Ooh, that was a good guess. Uh, and he is not in it. Wow. Um, yeah, Because he
1: has one of the most viewed videos of all time. It's, like, number two. Well,
0: this is not all time. This is today. Like, was oh. listened to today.
1: Oh, okay. Let me let me revise my guess. Okay. Right, I thought we were going for more of a broader... A no, more, no. A, uh, yeah, a longer look back. Yes. Um, As of today. Yeah, just Shit.
0: in the past 24 hours, these are the most listened to tracks.
1: Um... I'm going with uh, "Little Baby."
0: Damn, you nailed it, number three. Lil <laughs> Baby, drip too hard. Um, I thought um, that
1: it, you—it's—they're number one on SoundCloud right now. That there song. you so go. That was you, how I knew. You had
0: opportunities, I thought, to get Travis Scott, Drake, mm. um, yeah. and Lady Gaga, maybe Selena Gomez, yeah. if you'd just gone for it. Um, and number four, most listened to track today is. Uh, um, Sheck West with Mo Bamba. Oh, uh, yeah. A song just, near and dear to your heart. It is, even though it's <laughs> it's just not good. It is not a good song. Um, but it delights me. I listened to, to
1: WESPN from his album today, and uh, I didn't think it was very good either. So, yeah. There you go. No,
0: I, I don't think he's that good of a rapper. Um, but, uh, Mo Bamba, uh, will win Rookie of the Year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last one, um, uh, this last one is not a question um, I looked up pavement um, their number one song is a b-side called harness your hopes um, and it's a true mystery um, there are several discussions on their subreddit as to why this is their number wow. one song there's no reason for it um, and everyone thinks that it's because the spotify algorithm like has decided it's great for like upsc- like indie 90s playlists and just inserts it in everywhere that was
1: that was That was going to be my guess, and then people like it. I mean, I have probably never heard this song. um, Yeah, like pavement. It's a great song. Um, I I
0: maybe heard it once before. I went back and listened to it. Um, uh, And it has this amazing. uh, I want to end with this amazing passage from the lyrics. Um, Well, show me a word that rhymes with pavement, and I won't kill your parents and roast them on a spit. Uh, uh, he, he's a funny guy. I miss, the, I miss the 90s sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, those are some lyrics, man. Yes.
0: Well, congrats, Paul. You've uh, you lost the game, and uh, that's uh, um, and doing that, you won. Yes, yes, and so you don't stop. Cool ID, best rapper. You don't stop. Another fucking hundred fucking dollar stop for you and your mom. Come on, yeah. You can never define. Thing, but divine love. I'm a savage beast, <laughs> slightly above average at least. Nah, preference is relative. My references consistently uh, bring you to another vicinity. I hit you with the riddles consistently. Dead in the middle, a little triply. Little did we know that we triggered a fissure in the metaphysical imagery, elegant painted in oil. Love is a flower. See how dissolving the power is dissolving the hours as well tower, a bell to the top of it, a hawk, a pigeon, a dove, a vision of love, an eagle, a fowl. Um, and welcome to Savage oh, Beast. Uh, I'm Joe Gallagher. Uh, with me, uh, as always, uh, he's going to his first Smashing Pumpkins concert, putting him only nine behind me. It's Paul McCloud.
1: <laughs> You've been to nine Smashing Pumpkins shows? No,
0: I've been to ten. You will be nine behind yeah. after this
1: show. Wait, wait, wait. How many were in original run Smashing Pumpkins and how many since?
0: So I've seen uh, – I saw two um, in 2000, so that's, you know, SP1. Yeah. Um, and then I saw uh, them five times with, the you know, Billy and Jimmy, the, you know, zeitgeist extended yeah. 20th anniversary stuff. Um, and then I saw uh, – so, f- so that's seven. And then I saw two of the just, like, uh, just dreadful – mike yeah. burn powered shit show um and that turned me off for a long time and then i just saw them um okay. the other the other month last month
1: so you didn't go to the loveland florida concert in like 96 or 7 that uh on the melancholy tour no
0: i did not i was not mm. part of that crew um yeah. much to my uh really eternal regret i think yeah. i really just made up for that um with this arena show i went to
1: excellent well, I'm going to get to see them in a club, uh, so I'm not a hypocrite for for things I may previously have said mm-hmm. about um, not going to it. Um, so, uh, yeah,
0: you know, um,
1: 16 years ago, Joe. The question, of course, is is what to wear to a show like this. Yes,
0: I'm yeah. I'm, I'm excited to know. <laughs> I do
1: have a beautiful white sp heart shirt that uh our friend tj bought for me
0: friend uh, of the pod
1: yeah yeah a guest of the pod. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that's too on the nose you can't you can't just wear a huge logo of the band you're actually seeing to go to the show i don't think um but you know 16 years ago when we saw zwan Mm. um you know uh my um i uh i uh, collaborated with my girlfriend to uh, show her breast to Billy at the end of the second show we went to. Yes, I um, remember it well. It's time for Billy Corgan to see my breast, Joe. Yes.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> hopefully, he'll be as appreciative as he was of uh, of, of Catherine's um but uh uh no i actually have no idea what i'm gonna wear although my wife will be with me mm. i don't think she'll go for the same gambit mm. i really don't think that's gonna happen you know
0: i want to i just want to call out my own honor in 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 looking at billy's face and not at at your girlfriend's boobs
1: well I was you focused
0: know, although uh, although to be fair billy's reaction was just yeah. priceless
1: Yes. I, you know, he showed a, a proper amount of respect and appreciation.
0: He I did. Thought. He called uh, Matt Sweeney back to look as well.
1: <laughs> well, I want to say you really went above and beyond. I would have absolutely looked at your girlfriend's boots in that situation. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, you're a better man than I. And I, I think we all already knew that. So That's, Do you,
0: that's good. <laughs> so you have. So you want to talk about what you're wearing and yet you have no idea what you're wearing.
1: No, no, none at all. But there, you see there are a lot of possibilities here, mostly uh, re- revolving around nudity. So. Well,
0: you know, I was disappointed that I did not get a free Darcy t-shirt printed oh, up. Oh, e- man. We can get you one.
1: Yeah, because I did take, I took the, you know, uh, I don't think it's necessary to wait there all day, but I took the afternoon off uh, from work for that show so I can be on the sidewalk waiting to be nice. at the stage all nice. day. Nice, excellent.
0: Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting to see if any other people are doing that and what the crowd oh, is like, if yeah. they
0: are. I think that what you'll find with the crowd, and I'm not sure we discussed this uh, for my show, but, um, you know, we're uh, young-ish for hardcore Smashing Pumpkins fans. That's like, true. There were a lot of people who are in their 20s, you know— in the nineties oh, yeah. who loved them. So they we were, were like lo-
1: the youngest people who still think of grunge as like the house, the type of music that formed us. You yes.
0: Know? Uh, so I was like, in like, I was amazed at the number of like 45 year olds roaming uh-huh. the arena. Um, when I went, uh, whether those will be the people in line or not, I don't know, but I think you'll, I definitely think you'll have company.
1: Yeah. Yeah nice um with well a lot of
0: a lot of you know just really people still depressed and angry that's why they (laughs) like our sweet pumpkins (laughs) awesome
1: um yeah i can't wait it's gonna be in a in a you know thousand person venue where i've seen many of my favorite shows in my life general admission um uh, it's and it, it costs like half as much as the arena shows did so.
0: I mean it's just gonna be great to see any band that you like like there that you like absolutely love for the first time That's yeah, awesome. absolutely that too yeah um, and uh,
1: and you know the the recording you shared from being there even with shitty phone quality on both ends of watching it mm-hmm. um, was uh it was powerful mm-hmm. uh, the way they were they were tearing into. I can't even remember which song it was now. It might have been Through the Eyes of Ruby, but it was really good.
0: Uh neither can I cuz I had taken uh you know, uh, I'd eaten so a lot of candy.
1: <laughs> you have nothing to be ashamed of, Joe. You are uh living in Oregon and unemployed. So no yes, man stop. An illegal
0: doing that. Uh, I am an adult uh who is allowed to indulge in marijuana. whatever you you goddamn well, please. Yes. Um well, I was about to say one more thing about it, um, but I don't recall. Um, but I will be interested in that that factor of finally seeing them on stage playing Smashy Pumpkin songs. What that will be like? Yeah, uh, I'm at excited. This, this late stage of your music career.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. To, I mean, I saw I saw Billy, like I said, 16 years ago. Yeah,
0: so this will be different. Right, right. I last yeah. had that experience with like probably the Neutral Milk Hotel. You know, finally seeing them, which you, of course, shared. You also went yeah. to one of those shows. And I think that, um, you know, was uh, kind of a it's it's amazing to finally be there and, and just see how the songs sound live when you've been hearing some particular version of them for so long. Just to see what the yeah. band's energy is like. Um, these great um, bands. I, it just occurred to me what I'm going to wear, by
1: the way. Yes. Which uh, It's going to I'm going to have to choose one of them. Uh, One of the ones in my closet, but I'm going to wear an Alex Jones shirt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's (laughs) amazing. That'll be it. That would just, honestly, like if people get the. If you can get. um, Assuming you're joking about actually owning Alex Jones shirts. (laughs) I I am joking. (laughs) um, You never know who you're trolling before. Um, If you could get a shirt (laughs) printed with the photo of Billy and Alex on it. That yeah, would people be amazing.
1: See, you could get away with that at the concert just because if you're just wearing an Alex Jones shirt, most people are gonna be like, Whoa yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? Um so <laughs> that would probably be the best
0: way to or do it. Or if you get if you get a shirt with Billy like on the Disney ride looking unhappy. <laughs> I bet there will be multiple of those. Like, yeah. That's such a great photo. <laughs> it really is. Um, Paul, speaking of um, live music um uh i recently actually recently saw two shows um but um uh, let me talk about one briefly first i went to see tennis um mm. uh, indie pop uh legends no um very popular with the uh,
1: uh oh yeoman how about that yes indie
0: pop love it perfect um especially since they wrote their first album on a boat. <laughs> um uh wait, wait, do you know what a yeoman is joe it's not a yachtman yeah it's like a uh uh it's a it's a sailing person
1: no i was thinking like in the terms of like a yeoman farmer um, oh
0: yeah i thought it was also a rank i don't like think the so but in i could the navy wrong. yeah it's a rank in the navy it's oh, an enlisted well. service member in the navy well this joke was a disaster go ahead um <laughs> no we all learned something um all I can say is that they were much weirder than I thought um, and they're the kind of people that you know when you see them you're like no these people are actually like cool artists and you know i'm I, I have cool interests and habits and affectations but but these people are actually cool like weird <laughs> cool people who you know uh, the type of people who like sail a boat around and have like dozens of artist friends and are in a band you know she was it, like i'm trying out a fro and she just had a giant fro um, that's awesome yeah so they were great they were a lot of fun had uh, we the
1: courage to live a life of economic insecurity joe
0: yes that's that's literally the case <laughs> um uh so uh that aside um let's talk more about a band the beths who i saw on recommendation from you and we listened to their excellent album um from which A track we shall now play.
1: album future me hates me um which uh i think is always true for everybody um but uh yeah this was a band i had never heard of but um i think they might be my favorite new zealand band i've ever heard now i don't know joe you saw them live what
0: was that like well yeah beths the beths are uh i uh, don't almost deliriously fun um in their uh sort of buoyant, uh, embrace of pop punk and alternative and grunge and indie rock and just, um, kind of freely, um, you know, taking that and, and writing some really good songs about it and, and, uh, you know, putting a ton of energy into it. Um, that's evident on the record. Um, the, the song we just heard, uh, the title track future me hates me, which just has an absolutely, um, infectious core uh chorus ebola uh levels of infectiousness <laughs> uh, in its chorus or you know happy unhappy is another one and then also some epic ones like um little death epic's the wrong word but just you know kind of that uh um only in dreams level of mm. um kind of pop rock epic um epicosity uh <laughs> and um uh, live. Um, the band is led by uh, Liz Stokes, Elizabeth Stokes. So um, she goes by Liz, not by Beth. Her twi- her Twitter um, handle is Liz. Uh, All right. So we'll we'll uh, um, go by that. Um, she um, is a uh, just a delightful singer, a uh, a strong presence, definitely the band leader, and then um, you know they have a, um, I think a very nerdish air to them, and I think you get that that kind of um, you kind of get into Pinkerton territory where a lot of the songs um, are a bit minor or a bit um, bit weird at times, but as I said, every one of them is still catchy. So that's there's a, a uniqueness. Um, to the the pop characteristics that um, makes it a really listenable album and something you listen to uh, many times in a row. And certainly that energy translated live. It was a fun show. That's all I could say. Good <laughs> band.
1: Yeah, they sort of walk that pop-punk alternative line, sometimes veering one way or the other. And uh, uh, I'm more of the uh, alternative uh, side, um, but uh, it's all really good. Um, it's just like, you know, I, I, think I've probably said this about other bands before, but listen to a lot of new music to try to find out what's cool out there. And when something just jumps out and grabs you just because it's so well written, um, and also pretty well recorded too, um, yes. then, uh, uh, it really sticks out. I think it was probably on not running while well, all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I, you know, I sat up and said, this is really good. That chorus, uh, just really gets me. And then, of course, they do the classic move uh, for the verse after it, where all of a sudden there's a lot more guitar uh, on the in the arrangement of the tune you were hearing the first time around on the
0: verse. So. Yes, great yes. stuff. Always good. Um, uh, they they it's well produ- it's well produced music, as you said, and and um, you really uh, can get that crunch. Uh, you get many flavors crunch. of crunch in every song.
1: The crunch is what I want in food and music. So it works out.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, mm, um, delicious. Uh, that's all I have to say. I would say, don't listen to us. Listen to this album. It's good. Yeah. One of my favorites of the year in terms of sheer listenability. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm i looking at their Bandcamp page right now. They have a... a it's sold out, but they have a tangy yellow vinyl copy of it. Uh, they, so popular, they did two pressings that also sold out. Um, but that is a gorgeous-looking package.
0: Yes, I, I looked at that. Copy. I wished I'd bought it, but instead I bought the digital album. Um, Me too. Yes. Um, Paul, uh, unless you have something to, more to say about the Beths. I the have, Beths I've
1: discussed the Beths um, to the extent of my desire at this point.
0: Uh you know speaking of digital downloads um and uh high quality music um i recently decided to upgrade some of oh. my uh stereo equipment some of my personal uh stereo equipment specifically resol- uh, revolving around um my headphone listening experience um and uh how do I want to start? We got, we got, it, we got into it with our dear friend, uh, on, uh, the group chat, um, yeah. about whether, <laughs> uh, stereo equipment matters at all <laughs> and about whether anything sounds better. Um, once you have like, you know, just like a decent set of headphones and, you know, our, yeah you know, you just have Spotify and some Bose, Bose, Bose Bosey. Bose noise-canceling headphones, you know, what more do you need, basically? Um, And, um, you know, in in my mind, it was kind of, uh, I was, uh, we were were roasting each other, um, broasting, if you will. (laughs) Um, You know, I was also uh, kind of in the The mode of challenge accepted. I mean, I wanted to. I was getting uh, a really nice pair of headphones and a better uh, stereo receiver uh, and a headphone amp, uh, which is a special um, amp designed to power, um, uh, you know, hungry headphones that need, uh, you know, a stronger signal uh, to, um, you know, reach their their delicate. Uh, membranes. workings. Yes. Membranes. Um, uh, so I guess yeah. here's, here's what I found, but I, you know, honestly, um, wh- I, th- I kind of want to start by what your, I kind of want to ask you first, Yeah. you know, so- what, what your kind of overall philosophy is towards sound equipment.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, as we've discussed before, uh, I I have a little bit of a neurosis around sound quality um, inherited from my father, who's uh, way worse than I am. Um, We'll see where I'm at in 30 years. Maybe I'll degenerate. Um, uh, But anyway, um, I I will note that uh, this um, April or so, when I came into some money and I wanted to upgrade my headphones because... Uh, honestly, um, I probably listen to my headphones like 30 to 40 hours a week between uh, at night while chilling and at work. Um, so it makes a lot, you know, uh, I, think, I think it makes sense to spend money on things you use a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I asked you uh, well, whether you had any opinions about this matter. And you were like, yeah, fuck it. I just listened to my Sonys. What, what, what could be what you basically had Ted's attitude, the friend we mentioned earlier. Of uh, uh, what's the point? So, um, uh, I'm glad that you two uh, are now crippled by a neurosis about these things. I think that um,
0: yes, well, I'll I'll <laughs> respond to that, but uh, okay. yeah.
1: Well, well, go ahead. We can we can have this be a conversation. Well, a conversation
0: <laughs> on a podcast. No, I think I think um, uh, I, I forget the tone of my remark, but I you know, my opinion was more that I. Um, you know, Sonyo studio headphones, um, which have a long name, but are generally regarded as kind of like the classic, um, yeah. you know, in-studio Yeah, I, I, I was headphones. using the exact
1: same ones at the time. Yes.
0: Yeah. um, You know, that that was not that they, not that nothing mattered or like that they were just, but that just they were really good. And I don't think I'd investigated the differences in the headphones yeah. um, to the extent uh, necessary at the time. Um so maybe in fact I agree with what you said. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's the Sony MDR seventy five O sixes, by the way. There we way. go. A, a design that's been around since the early nineties. And in addition to having some money and wanting to upgrade, they also have this obvious design flow where they flaw where they have these tiny little Uh, wires uh, that loop out like two inches away from the body of the thing that connect the cans to the headband. And they seem so obviously ready to get ripped out at any time. And it finally happened to me. So Um, anyway, so um, I already actually had a headphone amp because um, my old phone and those headphones couldn't quite make it as loud as I really wanted it to be um and also uh like phone volumes i don't know how the iphone does maybe it's better but uh, versions of android at that time um had a fairly blunt uh volume adjustment thing mm-hmm. so it would be like ah this is too quiet and then the next one up is too loud which is annoying um so having a, an amp would improve that as well and again when you're listening to it all the time uh these kind of things start to start to be worth ameliorating um Anyway, uh, so my attitude was that uh, it seemed like I could do better. Um, I felt like I could be listening to more bass. Um, as I later discovered, there were vast frontiers of uh, sound sealing to keep the outside out uh, that I was not uh, tapping um, uh, with those Sonys. Um, especially like if you were on an airplane, like the airplane noise was in your ear. Whereas um, with the ones I ended up on, uh, now on an airplane, it's it's pretty not that noticeable, the roar of the engines, uh, you know, 10 feet away from your head. So um, that's pretty cool. Uh, but generally what I did is I, you know, did the thing where you read all the online reviews, um, and uh, I did figure that um, I wasn't going to go super crazy with the expense because... Uh, I needed these to be portable. Uh, I use them in multiple places. I like to walk around while I'm listening to music. Um, so they were going to get moved around a lot. So durability was going to matter and, and not feeling like I was carrying a baby on my head all the time (laughs) was also going to matter. Yes, Um, (laughs) that,
0: that does matter.
1: Yeah. So my budget was around $500, um, where it's like expensive, but you're not going to die if something happens. um, so I ended up with the Oppo PM3s. Uh, I used to have some planar magnetic speakers in my room in high school, so uh, these planar magnetic headphones. I won't go into the technology, but it's kind of cool. Uh, appealed to me just for that reason. But um, it's it's important.
0: I mean, that techno- I mean, yeah. it's like a it's a different material and process through which the sound is reproduced. So yeah, um, uh, yeah, you know. So rather
1: than the cones you're used to, you get a a, a, a much larger, very thin, lightweight uh plastic membrane basically that has um wires running sort of in a you know racing up and down it in one continuous line but that crisscrosses the thing and loops back around over and over again and uh then you have magnets on either side of the membrane and so when you run a current through the that wire it uh the membrane itself is attracted to uh you know towards and from uh uh, towards and pushed away from each of those magnets in turn, and that's how it vibrates. Um, so it actually takes more current to drive it as a result, but you have, uh, you know, supposedly better um, projection of sound uh, from a plane rather than a point, like you get with a cone and stuff. So um, believe me, you can read right. a lot about this stuff.
0: Wait, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to one. Um, uh, oh my god, you could you can actually read. You could probably read until you died and like never <laughs> buy anything.
1: And, and never actually know the truth
0: of what sounds best. Yes. Um, well, that's because you know, in in the end, um, as as I think the honest audiophile will admit, that you know what sounds best is what sounds best to you. Absolutely. And you know, there is no objective answer. Um. um in terms of you know ranking them, there's certainly certainly can be objective in the way something sounds or. And yeah. The character of its sound, uh, yeah. So um, no, thank you. I mean that's that. Um, yeah. So what what I really did is I I kind of dis- I bought some open back headphones, and I actually are on my second pair of them. I bought some Sen- Sennheiser, Sennheiser sign. I don't know how you say their name. Sennheiser. Sennheiser. Sennheiser's. Yeah. I, um, I guess I've
1: never. I've heard some people say Sennheiser or whatever, and it looks obviously wrong. So I think they're wrong.
0: So I bought the, so open back headphones are kind of the opposite of your airplane experience where, um, you know, people around you can hear what you're listening to and you can hear what's going on in the room. They're like much more akin to just like mini speakers attached to your head and that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, letting the sound flows through, um, lets them, you know, um, do more to create like precise staging and get details in there. And, um, um, you know, when you have the closed back headphones as opposed to open back. Um, the closed back can really, you know, um, it traps sound in there. So there's just by, you know, um, there just will be echoes and sort of reverberations. And of course, you can engineer around those. Um, and um, you know, there are advantages to close closed back in that in a closed space, you can um, get I think uh, a lot more definition to the bass, and there's mm-hmm. more, uh, you know, that that compacted air can be really be used for that um yeah uh, i am a base head so that, yes
1: that works for me
0: um but um so i you know i got these sennheiser 650s uh, hd 650s um they make you feel very special when you're in there they are amazing um and i actually ended up um, Wait, did you
1: go to, like, a Sennheiser store?
0: No, no. I just oh. read a bunch of reviews and oh, got okay. them, and then I sent them back to Amazon and got a different pair because those ended up being something called – people said they were a little veiled, and I didn't know yeah. what that meant, but what it, what it did mean is that um, even though they were, like, fantastically detailed, um, some of the uh, – you know, some more in, like, the tr- mid-to-high mid treble to high treble range, things were, like, a tiny bit muted – Mm. Um, it was a it, it was an odd effect that I didn't love it. Um, so I ended up getting the Wire Cutters um, pick for the best open back headphones, which I really like. Um, the um, they are the Hi Fi Man HE four hundred eyes. Yeah, and they're delightful. Um, nice. I'm wearing them right now. So, I mean, to, we've we've kind of gone through this, and I mean, getting into it. I mean, you know, I've was I so here's where I started I mean you know I read that and I've, I've found it to be true in my investigations that you know 40% of it is the source so you know is it a record is it a flat your listening experience like your audio quality and yeah. 40% of it is you know the the speaker or the headphones so there's not you know the stuff in the middle matters but like really those two things are going to be have the by far the largest effect on it which I've found to be true it's, Is the other
1: 20% like how high you are?
0: Yes. (laughs) I don't think it takes those things into consideration, but yes. Um, um, And, you know, I think that's where I get back to this challenge of, um, you know, could I tell the difference? and. Uh, we were joking about you know with with our uh, with with Zed about you know <laughs> Bluetooth in a car and you know it's not really about it's not really about the listening experience in an, in non ideal conditions. Um, this right. is more about you know when you're trying to have a, um, a music yeah. as art contained experience. Um, and so I did some some head to head comparisons um, and I really uh, with Radiohead. I found some really distinct uh, differences, um, you know, between these headphones and the, the very good Sony's. I listened to the song, I Will, um, mm. which is, you know, uh, uh, just a very, just Tom singing and guitar more or less. Um, and at the end, you know, at the, the chorus and the outro to that song, you know, there's Tom is, uh, there's three tracks of Tom singing. You know, there's there's two in the left channel and one in the right. And I really, when I had the open back headphones on, you know, I, I didn't just know that those voices were there, but I could sit there and listen to any of the three in, mm, like, full yeah. detail. And then I was like, okay, I've, I've, you know, I'm sitting here and paying attention to this. I'm like, I could, but I'm sure I could, like, put the Sonys back on and do that. And when I did, I was just kind of surprised that I just really couldn't hear... You know, I could hear like the the you know, what you call the the vocal that's, you know, the the highest level, the main you know, in the main kind of center channel. But like the other two, you know, were kind of lost a little bit. It was more like, okay, I know that he is singing, you know, he is doubling his vocals, but I can't like get the detail in those as much. And, you know, they're more just like flavor to the main Mm -hmm. Sound and I was kind of surprised at how the the difference and how easy it was to hear between the two, and it was cool. I mean, that that level of detail. surprises um, which has that iconic ringing guitar line um, mm-hmm. and when you listen to it when you listen to it kind of like um, you know Spotify through like sort of decent the decent Sony headphones that sound um, it sounds like um, it sounds like a digital sound it sounds like a synth sound almost um, you know which is like I think that's sort of the effect of the guitar it's made to you know kind of be, you know, uh, the, the Radiohead was going for that. You know, they were mm-hmm. going for this very like um, um, trying to make the you know the beeping of a computer with a with a guitar um, a little bit. Um, it, I don't know. I'm probably ascribing too much specific motive, <laughs> but um, whereas with the good headphones, I mean, you get the decay, which is what people talk about. Like as each of those notes end, mm. you know, yeah. you could hear it. You know, slowly fading off much yeah. more, especially at the end of the track, um, when you, or at the beginning when it's really that's kind of the the, the primary and only sound that's going on, um, and um, which I compared to like you know, you know it's like ringing, hearing church bells ringing like in person. You know, you can basically yeah. stand there and listen to the sound as it like dies away for like a minute. And, um, you know, you have to have good equipment to be able to hear a recording of that. And, you know, it has to be well recorded, too. Um, So that's where those those are places where I found um, um, examples of what you could hear, um, you know, that that you're not necessarily going to go and figure out what all those things are, like compare every single thing like oh what do i what can i hear differently but like over the course of an album or song that you like you're definitely going to hear a lot more
1: yeah no that makes perfect sense i actually did a little bit of a bake-off uh similarly i actually bought two pairs of uh my two top candidates at the same time um from amazon one of which uh had noise canceling which i was interested in um and with the plan of choosing my favorite one and then sending the other one back, and uh, uh, I actually burned them both in uh, with you know leaving them with a pink noise video from YouTube uh, on for like twelve hours, um, and uh, I found that did make suppose harsh uh, soften what I perceived to be some harshness at first. I, you know who knows? It's so hard to uh, to be really sure about these things. Um, you know I found that the differences were. Subtle, but definitely there when I did those. Plus my uh, against my Sony's. I also used Radiohead. I went for um, uh, Weird Fishes. Are Peggy um, because uh, again, Radiohead is one of the best recorded bands. uh, That they might be the best recorded band. Um, There's lots of really sharp attack on the percussion in that, which is important to me. Um, You get a full range of sound, and you do have some quieter. more uh harmony you know things where there lo- there's lots of harmony going on in that song so that was good um i also threw uh uh like some neutral milk hotel which is not recorded as well in there just to see what the difference would be and uh there were a couple other things anyway i found the differences subtle but i i could at least convince myself that they were there um, it was a little bit tough to tell just because they all needed to be driven at different volumes to try to sort of recreate the same experience. So it was a l- it was a little tough to you know control for the uh, differences there. But um, you know what I find is is like what you say it comes down to the detail, particularly when you're trying to listen to uh, really loud stuff. Um, what I what I like uh, with really great headphones is the ability to um, just uh you know have it be as loud as i as i want it to be and yet lose nothing in terms of being able to pick up detail and uh you know have have the the loudest parts distorted uh or anything like that
0: yeah i mean volume is essential consider i mean you know if you're gonna tab this um if you want to get into this level of equipment. And to be fair, we are still playing in the, in the shallow end. I mean, like we've got in the pool, but like, you know, you can get, uh, you can spend $5,000 on headphones if you want. Um, Yes. uh, I think you have to be willing to play things loud. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. there's just both with headphones and speakers, you're just not, this isn't about like, being able to hear this stuff when you're like playing it nice and quietly like in your office I know you don't play it quietly in your office (laughs) but you know in your open plan office (laughs) yeah Um, I mean maybe like jazz and classical fans like yeah uh, chill volume level yes um, but even then what I'm listening to right (laughs) you've got it up to pay attention to and I think that's true like I was listening to the Beth on these headphones and you know really had to turn it up because I think that you know I think Uh, lesser headphones kind of compensates for that and it's like loud at any volume whereas Mm -hmm. um you know this with the detailing here uh you know you have to you have to crank it a bit to have it all come together um which is cool um yeah and i you know um i think my final point on it um is that there's something about the the meaning of music that's wrapped up in this pursuit i mean you can Yeah. You know, you can spend the money on this outstanding equipment and it really does sound better. Um, But there's still the one thing that every stereo needs, which is music. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes you reach that point where you ask, like, how um, important is it to hear in the airplane over the sea or, you know, the new Big Thief record or, you know, the new uh, Vince Stables record perfectly more perfectly um that you must seek you know better and better experiences listening to it and i guess that's my thing is like you you probably hit the limit before you hit the limit of the equipment you probably hit the limit of the power of the music itself oh totally
1: yeah with these with these headphones like i mean so this isn't exactly what you're talking about but one thing i noticed is that S- the limitations of Spotify compression actually annoy me more now than they did with my old headphones because I can detect it more easily. Um, so in some ways, if you're you putting an inferior source in, it it might actually uh, harm your experience. But um, so be it. Um, uh, yeah, um, is that
0: responsive to what you were saying, or did you we were making a different point than that? Um. No, I think that. Well, I think I'm making yeah. a different point in that, not just the source in terms of the quality of your, yeah. your, your, but the file. actual music itself. Yeah, yeah, but the music, the the art itself. Um, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that, you know, there's this one review I read a couple times of of headphone. I can't remember if it was the headphones or the amp. And I went back to it, and and the guy was like, you know, I was time to te- I was so excited. It's time to test it out. So I put on the record that I, you know, the rock record I tested in, which was Blink-182's Damn It. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. B- uh, but why do? You, <laughs> why are you doing this if that's what you're listening to?
1: Well, and that's, and- that's the disease that gets the so many hi-fi uh, audiophile types, including my dad, is they start caring only about details about, you know, the, the sort of sonic profile of the music. And not like whether it's any fucking good at all <laughs> yes. to listen to yeah um and wh- I'm not the first one to make that complaint or that that observation yeah in fact, I've seen Johnny Greenwood make it in print um, but uh it really is like like i <laughs> I would definitely rather listen to really great music on a somewhat shitty uh system, yeah. than, than this smooth <gasps> jazz bullshit that's just recorded really well
0: well, and I think that's where I mean maybe where I'm going with this final point is that. You know, I was speaking of Radiohead, and again, I was thinking about like everything in its right place. You know, that's one of my favorite Radiohead songs, and it, it relies on like the absolute precision of these very unique sounds. Um, mm. And I just it, it sort of the the thing, and I'm not sure of the answer yet. Is like, am I gonna find a stereo system and setup that's going to increase its meaning beyond yeah. its already, um, you know, huge. It, emotional and, you know, nostalgic and, um, yeah. personal impact on me. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, it, you know, and, and there, are, you know, as, as kind of the, the story with that and kid a, the song is that, you know, Tom, Johnny, and Nigel went off and made them by themselves. And it's like, I do want to hear the exact sounds that they heard when they were doing it. But yeah. I guess that means that like, this pursuit is more about like close study than it is about like finding the next level of like brilliant revelation in these songs.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I think going back to old music, it's not gonna. I mean, it can change. You know, sort of shock you uh, when something is that much better. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's that's a great example, just because uh, you know when I listened to Kid A for the first time, it was on like the shittiest over-ear headphones uh, that uh, one could buy on, you know, some uh, crappy Sony Discman, and uh, I mean, I'm sure if I listened to that now, that system now, I'd be like, oh my god, um, <laughs> but I listened to a lot of music and had a lot of really intense experiences listening to, like, scratch CDs on a Discman that every time I bumped it would skip on, you know, really quite shitty headphones compared to what I'm using now. Um, with, with you know like uh, the, the extent of, of EQ I had was there was a three option bass boost switch on the CD player um, and uh, you know that that those experiences changed my life. Um, so <laughs> right. it's, uh, it, this is definitely not necessary, but it's it's pretty awesome if you can do it and you know I definitely appreciate like uh, the John Hopkins album that came out this year like that is one that I can just blow myself away with by uh, turning it up really loud on my really good headphones and it's fucking awesome um, yeah. so you know I think it uh, If <laughs> I think it, it still th- there might be more value more utility with listening to great music for the first time w- with uh, really great equipment um, maybe it. you know maybe that way you're getting that full impact the f- hmm. along with the freshness impact um, uh, that way but
0: yeah. Was, no, I like um, that. Yeah. Um, so you know, we're we're ingredient we're in agreement that in terms of things that help music, r- number one ranking adolescence, number two <laughs> drugs. drugs. <laughs> 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 number three, planner magnetic headphones. <laughs> exactly.
1: That's the order. Yes. Um, one quip I wanna relate before we move on from that. Uh I mentioned here reading Johnny Greenwood making fun of audiophiles for listening to bad music with their great equipment. Mm-hmm. But uh, another quote uh, in that same article was from Nigel Godrich, you know, saying he and Johnny, like, went into some audiophile shop in uh, London. And, uh, you know, they were looking at a CD player that cost, like, $2,500 or something. And Nigel asked the guy, like, like, what the fuck? And the guy was, you know, was explaining all the, you know... You know, probably something about how, you know, pre-ringing was eliminated and uh, if you compare a perfect sine wave run through this versus something else, there's fewer distortion, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, but like, why would you need a CD player that costs more than the tape machine we recorded the album on to listen to it? (laughs) (laughs) Which is definitely a good quip, although, uh, you know, a pedantic audio engineer could point out many reasons why that doesn't necessarily hold but uh still (laughs) Uh, it's (laughs) it's
0: good it's good to like think about how the people recording this music like maybe give less of a fuck than you do in terms of how to listen to it if you're Uh, listening
1: to like 80s all you know punk rock or something like that it probably doesn't matter because that stuff is recorded like shit no matter what you play it through so yeah
0: well we have we have one more thing to talk about yeah i think you're
1: correct and it's your best albums of Q2, Joe, since we did mine last time.
0: Yes, um, we're solidly in Q4. Good time to be doing it. Um, um, uh, for my best of Q2, um, I kind of rolled into it thinking I'd have a lot of good stuff. Um, and um, the, the fact of the matter is it the quarter didn't shape up for me um, nearly <laughs> as uh, well as I thought. Um, I, I was interested in a lot of tracks. Um, but I just really didn't love a ton of albums. Um, there's some we've already talked about. Pusha T's Daytona was on your list. Um, Sudan Archives Sync, which we talked about in as, uh, um, a fantastic EP. Um, You Turn Me On to Illuminati Hadi's Kiss Your Frenemies, um, which I think I merits inclusion, um. And then, uh, you know, I had some honorable mentions. Um, I had uh, The Valley of Search, which we, as a reissue, um, which we talked about. Um, I had um, Angelique Kidjo's um, cover album of Remain in Light. Um, Yeah, so
1: I want to bring this up just a little bit. I listened to, like, the first track, and I was like, this is pretty good, but I couldn't uh, partially I was trying to catch up on albums I've been missing but I so I didn't go through the whole thing yeah uh, should I go back to give me the pitch me on that
0: um no I mean I think that's honestly <laughs> the answer is no I mean and you may ask yourself
1: well how did I get
0: here
1: into the dance and you may ask yourself where is that large automobile and you may tell yourself this is not my beautiful house and you may tell yourself this is not my beautiful world
0: Album we've covered in detail in this podcast that I, I, mm-hmm. I did. Um, I found this to be a delightful kind of celebration of it. Um, mm-hmm. And while, you know, her, her explicit aim was to kind of, you know, pay tribute um, and kind of respond to how well, you know, David Byrne and Brian Eno had taken various, you know, sounds from Africa and, mm-hmm. you know, put them into the 80s post punk. Music of the talking heads, um, and you know, sort of as a respectful response to that, she kind of wanted to make remake the album with the you know, um, with with sort of the instrumentation and ideas it was based on, um, which is really cool. I like that. Um, and then you know, when you listen to it, it's it's kind of fun, it's danceable but it seems more to me like the type of thing that like you listen to them play live and you're all just kind of like happy and clapping along and it's just kind of a little too uh, adult contemporary for me. I mean, especially because um, you realize that as important as those sounds are to the album, um, that um, David Byrne uh, <laughs> and and the rest of the band, you know, the pop punk, yeah. Uh, uh, ethos that they bring and David Burns you know his just immense singular um, uh, bizarre presence presence, (laughs) um, is absolutely essential to making all that music like come together and be more than just like a a fun a fun dance time and instead be like an unnerving um, and um, enlightening experience
1: yeah i well i would definitely watch uh watch it live as you mentioned that would yeah. be, be totally fun
0: yeah so um, so it's fun and i mean i I think that people who like talking Heads um would uh get a kick out of listening to it um but i you know, I kind of was like i was excited to go listen to like my favorite song from it, and I kept being like, well, uh <laughs> you know and she's a great singer, but she's not david Byrne isn't her and she's not him, and that's uh, yeah. i think where it hits the limitation, cool. Yeah, um, and then also there's a uh, there's this cool EP, uh, the Sleep EP by Hatchy, um, which is just such straight '80s dream pop <laughs> that it's kind of it's kind of uh, miraculous. Um, I really enjoyed it. Nice. I can't say that it's like the most amazing thing ever, but it's really. Uh, I think it's I think that is worth a listen. Um, All right. That rounds out the honorable mention.
1: I, I listened to it and I can't remember, which is not a criticism. I just can't remember.
0: <laughs> yes. <what I> thought. <laughs> um, so that brings us to uh, the one album on my Best of Q2 that we have not discussed in any form on this uh, podcast. Um, maybe we played one of her tracks. I don't remember. It's uh, Snail Mail and her album, Lush. Yes. <laughs> that was pristine uh by uh Baltimore Maryland's Lindsey Jordan uh, better known as snail mail um although uh, it's morphing uh in car seat headrest and cloud nothing style mm-hmm. into an actual band um Lindsey Jordan is the principal vocalist guitarist and songwriter mm-hmm. um and uh, i think her music is best described by the title of that song pristine uh it's pristine clean rock and roll um (laughs) you kind of think of it as a quiet album but then in the middle of the song you're hit with this refined psych distortion um no surprise straight out of the 90s just (laughs) the back of a a box of friends cereal (laughs) 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 um and then you know in in uh, all around that, she has her kind of deep ocean voice controls mm-hmm. the tempo um and you're kind of waiting for the next word, but then catching up because she's you know two uh, emotions ahead uh it's It's just all taut and fraught and perfect for an afternoon um when you wish you were feeling a little more than you actually are <laughs> um and uh that's why you know it's an album that's uh it's it's easy listening in the way that that phrase um is a compliment um and i could listen to it over and over um and uh kind of let it uh, slowly uh build layers of brightly colored sediment uh over me um (laughs) nice yeah yeah so um
1: this is a really good album and I'm going to proceed to pick some nits with it that I, yeah. Shouldn't. Um, I, when I, when I first heard, uh, one of the singles from this album before it even came out, I was like blown away. Really loved it.
0: Um, probably heat wave. I think we were both pretty excited about yeah. that it.
1: And this song, Christine is just about as good. They're both, yes, they're awesome. Um, great songs. Um, and, but, and then the first time I listened to it, really liked it, bought it, it's great. When I went back to listen to it again, um, I was slightly underwhelmed, and I think it's because I I need w- at least one of two things more from it bef- before it would, like, actually make my best of Q2 list, which is either um, a little bit more variety in the type of songs that are going on, which, Yes, you know, it has none. L- <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's one thing. Yeah. Um, which is great. She does it really well. Um, or uh more inventive lyrics like it's and this is a problem i had with the uh, soccer mommy who also released a really good uh, mm. another young lady who also released a really good album earlier this year that just like it's kind of just not that creative uh relationship problems lyrics which is hardly something you could blame a young person for and, and um, in fact
0: a 19 year old
1: yeah exactly i mean it's, that's fine that's pretty much what you're thinking about at that age but it's it's uh it does detract somewhat I mean, just comparing to, like, uh, Illuminati Hotties or um, uh, uh, Speedy Ortiz or the Crutchfield Sisters, like, um, a lot of this yes. type of music um, is being produced by people who are, like, really, uh, really putting, some, some, putting out some clever stuff in their lyrics. And I think if, if one of those two things was there, I would have uh, been head over heels for this album. Um, so not a criticism and I'm really excited for the next snail mill album. Absolutely it's a good album. I th- that is a criticism, I'm sorry, but it's not a bad album is what I meant to say. Um it just that kept it out of that top tier for me.
0: That's yeah, all. I think I think I uh I just agree and uh just kind of I mean the there's no uh, getting around that it's uh, you know, ten album ten songs that are, you know, more or less uh uh the same musical idea at its core yeah. um but um uh in terms of the lyrics i mean i think that it can i think in contrast to illuminati hotties where it seems like uh this person's you know uh can't can't wait to read their poem in front of uh <laughs> you know english class um you know i, I think i like more of the straightforward lyrics here. I do think it's, it's more genuine than soccer mommy who that's where I would kind of stick that criticism to. Like I find okay. some of her songs to be a little unbearable. Like that's why that album's not on. Cause I find them a little bit like unbearably angsty. That, whereas I, I would agree. It's worse there for sure. Yes. Whereas here, I just kind of like that. It's I, I probably just like that. It's not that clever, but instead is just earnest. Yeah. um but uh yeah they're the, not bad lyrics they're like b lyrics there's there's <laughs> definitely like at times it's hard because you know she's 19 and you're just listening to a lot of these things and you're like when she's singing i'll never love anyone else over and over like she really think that you know and you're like <laughs> uh <laughs> you know it's hard to like um you know yeah. kind of get on board with that sentiment um
1: well, I would believe that a nineteen-year-old. I probably did. I'm sure. I oh, this. absolutely. But that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. that sort of thing.
0: You're kind of like you. You know, I I have like actually, you know, yeah. kind of laughed at the the lyrics to this a little bit. Um, um, just that earnestness. But um, that ends up being more of a, a charming thing. Sure. Uh, to me. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's something that's true. I mean, I think you you rattled off a list of just the. Uh, intense variety of um female rock singer songwriters that are surface being surfaced yes um you know lucy dacus um who now has a band a good band with two other female singer songwriters called boy genius i believe their album is coming out oh Um, i'm excited for that yeah so there's uh, you know um girl power on girl power um and uh it's it's cool but there's there's a lot of it and i think at the end you kind of have to be a little picky about which (laughs) what appeals to you because there's so much of it i mean it's just it's a there really is yeah
1: there are five more i could name and i'm not going to because we've talked about them before
0: um adrian yes we're gonna and i think we're gonna talk about adrian linker's uh solo album um sometime on a future episode yeah um yeah, so that was Q2. I agree with you. It didn't,
1: it, it wasn't quite as we agreed that the previous two Q2s were the best Qs. Um, that's a tongue twister. Um, but uh, uh, this one, not quite as much. Fortunately, Q3 is a barn burner. Yes. Right? And that'll be fun to talk about.
0: Yes, lots to, lots to discuss. A lot of the bets are a good example of the quality baseline of quality that's there in q3
1: absolutely uh, um i love that Beth album and it's possible it won't make my list is there you go q3 is? yeah so should be fun um yeah anything else joe
0: um no the answer right. is no all right well people
1: please uh hit us up email twitter all those things. Savageespod. is where you can find all the stuff. Rate and review on iTunes. That's great. We would really love it. Um, b- create burners. Uh, you know, uh, establish a botnet um, via uh, by paying Russian hackers to do it for you, huh. uh, so that you can create more rate ratings and reviews. Can we do that on Let's, d- let's do that. <laughs> I bet that you could do that pretty... Ch- I don't know how good their, their CAPTCHAs are on iTunes.
0: They now, I want to pay away. real Russians to do... I want them to be <laughs> real reviews. I want to pay the Russians to listen and leave okay. real reviews. Um, you know, let's let's get, like...
1: Let's even go more exotic, uh, you know. Uh, they're, they're Eastern European countries with lower standards of living where the wages will be even cheaper and we can be even mm. more exploitative capitalists. Yes. Um, like Transnistria. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think we have something here. Macedonia. We welcome all our new fans from Belarus. That's what yes. I have to
0: say. Uh, <laughs> tra- translate this podcast into Albanian.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Uh, good night, Joe.
0: Good night. Hey, uh, everyone, get ready for our uh, 75th episode. Whoa. Extravagant. <laughs> oh. Uh, <coughs> <laughs> uh, I made myself actually cough there. That was
1: and awesome. Good night. <laughs>